0: Welcome, Inside the Vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind Arjan Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and is for serious entrepreneurs only. This is the final episode in a four-part series where Arjan works through core concepts that every entrepreneur has to understand in order to make their business more profitable. In this episode, Arjun teaches a lesson about the difference between static and dynamic overhead and why knowing these numbers is so important to your business. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjun is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjun, I try to take it and be a spunk. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjun's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun, and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. Now, overhead. Who thinks overhead is bad? Who's heard overhead is bad? Everyone should be putting your hands up, unless you live under a rock. You've definitely heard from someone that overhead was bad. We've all heard this, yes? Come on. If you want to have a more profitable business, what should we do to overhead? Cut Cut overhead. All right. The problem is most people don't make a distinction between two different kinds of overhead. And it's a really important distinction to make. There's static overhead and there's dynamic overhead. All right? Static overhead does not pay for itself. Adding more static overhead to a business does not make the business more profitable. The electricity is static overhead. If I call the power company and I say, I'd like to pay you more for the electricity you're delivering to my office, it doesn't make my office run any better, right? If I say to the power company, I want you to double the amount of power you put into my office, it doesn't make the office any more profitable. Right? Once I have enough insurance, buying more insurance doesn't make my law firm more profitable. Yes? Once all the phones are working the way the phones are supposed to be working, making them work better doesn't make the law firm more profitable. These are all examples of static overhead. Got it? Where you can cut static overhead without crippling the firm, you can make your law firm more profitable. All right. Dynamic overhead is overhead that actually has the ability to pay for itself. Adding more to the dynamic overhead makes the business more profitable. perfect example of dynamic overhead is a salesperson. If I give you a $100,000 salesperson and they sell a million dollars of legal services, do you want a second? And if I give you a second salesperson and they sell another million dollars worth of legal services, do you want a third? If I give you a third $100,000 salesperson and they sell another another million dollars of legal... You see where I'm going with this? This is dynamic overhead. If you spend a dollar on a direct response marketing campaign and the direct response marketing campaign that you spent a dollar on brings you $3, what do you want to do with two of those $3? Put it back into another direct response marketing campaign and see if it'll bring you back $6. And if you can take four of the $6 and put it in and it brings you back 12, right? and 12 brings you back 36, and 36 brings you back more than I can do in my head, you're getting the idea, right? Other examples of dynamic overhead are uh, good bookkeeping. A good bookkeeper is dynamic overhead. A good bookkeeper should help you make more money than what it costs you to have a good bookkeeper. A good accountant, a tax strategist, should make you more money or save you more money than what it costs for the tax strategist. If you could pay, a tax, if you could pay an accountant $1,000 and they leave $10,000 of tax savings on the table or you could pay another accountant $5,000 and they help you save $10,000 in savings. So you net $5,000 savings total. Which one are you better off with? The cheaper one or the more expensive one? You get the idea, right? What do you think a good CEO is? Static overhead or dynamic overhead? Sorry? What do you think a good legal, a good professional legal administrator, a good COO, is that static overhead or do they pay for themselves and help you make a profit on top of that? A COO is dynamic overhead. Is a good CFO static overhead or dynamic overhead? What do you think about the business owner who says, I'm going to save money by slashing unnecessary static overhead what do you think that's smart right you all with me what do you think about the business owner who says i'm going to slash dynamic overhead bad idea at the risk of making an entirely self-serving statement i'm going to say it anyway but because it's for your own protection and for your own benefit you would do yourself a favor to check back with some of our former members who thought it made sense to slash dynamic overhead. They say, I got to save money, but I can't possibly cut any static overhead because my friends all see the static overhead. So instead, they slash dynamic overhead and their businesses backslide. Now, this isn't a commercial for why you need to be a a member of how to manage a small law firm forever. It's a commercial for not being a fucking idiot. (laughs) You don't want to work with us to be your CEO. Fine. Find someone else to do it. Just don't tell yourself you don't need it because that's not true. Get the idea? Okay. So... Page 36 and page 37, just take a few minutes now and make a list of some examples of static overhead that you're currently paying for, some items of dynamic overhead that you're currently paying for, some items of dynamic overhead that you're not getting an ROI on and need to do something about. So if you've got a salesperson who is by definition static or dynamic, and the salesperson isn't making a profit, they are, are they still static? Are they still dynamic overhead? If you have a salesperson who is, which which the position is by definition, dynamic overhead, right? You all with me? And the person in the job is not paying for themselves and making a profit. Are they still dynamic overheads? Who thinks yes? Raise your hands. Who thinks no? Raise your hand. Everyone's got to raise their hands. Who thinks the salesperson, if they're not making a profit for you, is static overhead? No. The salesperson is the position. The position. This is is where you got to get disciplined in your thinking. We define static or dynamic by the nature of the position. You may have the wrong person in that position, but the position is dynamic. It's always dynamic, it's never not dynamic. You might have the wrong person in that position. If they're not making a profit, you gotta get someone else in that position. Go to the microphone. Um, So, I'm only. Th- I'm thinking of staff who would be dynamic versus static. So I'm thinking maybe just your receptionist would be static and everyone else would be dynamic. Is that right? I don't agree with that. That's why I'm asking. I think that a receptionist should pay for him or herself and then some. By factoring in what they do as part of the skews of your... Uh, you know, the elements of your skews that... You know, if you're getting $5,000 for A and some section of A is done by the receptionist, then that's how they're static? Is that what you mean? One of the most profitable positions I have on my entire payroll, probably the most profitable position I have on my entire payroll is my house manager. Because they're saving you time. I live in my home as if it's a hotel. I take zero personal responsibility for anything around the house. I don't do anything. I literally check in and check out like it's a hotel. That frees me to do all of this. If I was changing light bulbs and taking care of the yard and dealing with vendors and doing the shopping and taking care of all the maintenance items around the house and all that kind of shit, I couldn't do all of this i invest a little bit of money with my house manager and i buy back my time my okay. time is worth a lot i can make a lot of money with my time okay. thank you one last question then we got to go to break I'm about to move offices and I'm unsure whether the office itself is dynamic or static. On one hand, it's rent. You pay every month and it doesn't change. But I think client consumers make a decision whether they're going to buy from you based upon your physical plan, whether it's nice, Right. Where it's located. All of that. Right. That's a great, this is an excellent question. let's say for argument's sake that there's class a class b and class c offices we all understand this concept yes okay so let's say that your clientele demands expects class b office space right and just to keep this simple let's say class a is thirty dollars a foot class b is twenty dollars a foot and class c is $10 a foot. A is 30, B is 20, C is 10. Yes? Yes. Okay. While you're sitting in class C office space, which is repelling clients, we're having a conversation and saying that moving from C to B is static. I'm sorry, it's dynamic. Mm -hmm. If you'll you'll make this step from class C, the extra $10 a a foot is dynamic, it'll more than pay for itself. Right? But then you say, now I want to go from B to A, and we say that extra expense is static. It won't pay for itself. You all get what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Eisenhower said, plans are meaningless. Planning is everything. Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> your business plan, your business plan is, is meaningless. Your marketing plan is meaningless. Your, all the stuff that we're telling you you've got to have, here I am telling you it's meaningless. What matters is the process, the thinking, the analysis, the discussion. The testing, of a, the testing of your ideas, the process of going through this with your CEO, with your COO, with your CFO, to figure out what's really working and not working, that's what matters here, right? And I understand that as lawyers, we all love to have statutes we can depend upon, right? We all love to have rules we can hang our hat on, but this requires a level of nuanced thinking that is the world of entrepreneurs, right? So office, at some point it's dynamic and then you reach a point where more money doesn't make it any better and from that point forward it's just static, right? Not having enough electricity versus having the right amount of electricity versus having more than you need electricity. So there would be a difference that we would need to know the our clients we would need to know what they would expect and then have office space which caters to that we don't necessarily need a high rise but we might need something clean and spacious well more to the point uh, we have a a guy that's got a five million seven million dollar estate planning firm and part of the strategy is that he's not in a high rise on account of the fact that he works with elderly people who, you know, leave stripes on their land yachts as they try to go through the parking garage of the high-rise. And so he got a space that they could, like, just kind of aim it for the front, get out, and there they are, right? Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more lessons from The Vault.